I'm Jeff Kober, and this is a Disney at Work and Play podcast today. We're glad you're joining us here for Disney Dragon Week. Uh, Monday, we had a chance to look at Maleficent Dragon, perhaps the best known of all the Disney dragons. And then yesterday, we had an opportunity to take a look at Disneyland's first dragon, a sea serpent that uh, told us the tale of the submarine voyage at uh, the happiest place on earth. Today, we head to Epcot. Now, does Epcot have dragons? Oh, you bet. And not just that little purple one. But our focus today is on that purple one. It's Walt Disney World's favorite dragon. Audiences have loved the original Journey into Imagination. It was a wonderful dark ride with color and Sherman Brothers music and props and this amazing little purple creature. But most guests really don't know just what the ride was specifically all about. They knew it was, well, it was about using your imagination. It's about being imaginative. Yet the attraction actually had three very succinct parts, even call them acts to them. And those individual sections frame actually how we imagine. Remember the original intent of Epcot was to educate and inspire well, this pavilion was an attempt to educate you on how imagination works. And what are those three parts that we talk about? Well, the first is what we refer to as flight into imagination. It's the place where ideas are gathered. The second is what is referred to in this attraction as dream port, where those ideas are stored until they can be recalled and utilized. And then the third, which is application, opportunities in the, uh, the performing arts, science, technology, and so forth. What we want to do today is we want to showcase this attraction and look at those three parts a little more closely. You may want to follow along with us um, on DisneyAtWork.com and DisneyAtPlay.com. We have a show notes page that kind of outlines the same thing, shows a lot of images, and uh, even a video that we think uh, pretty well sums up the attraction. For many of us, uh, you, you may never have been on the attraction before. You may know it in its current form, but uh, you may not know the original. Even for those who love the original attraction, it's been years since we've had a chance to board one of those um, unique, uh, uniquely styled Omnimovers and go through the attraction. So let's, let's look at each of these three parts. The first is flight into imagination. You'll recall one little spark of inspiration as at the heart of all creation, right at the start of everything that's new, one little spark lights up for you. The flight into imagination is where on our vehicles, we meet up with Dreamfinder, who is navigating what is referred to as the dream catcher. It's this steampunk looking vacuum that is going through and, and bringing in new ideas and, and housing them. He welcomes us as we join him. He sets the stage for what's happening and he introduces a figment of his imagination. This character is a royal purple dragon named Figment. 
These two individuals are the primary characters in this experience. Dreamfinder is professorial. He has the wisdom of using imagination and drawing on its powers. He's been described as somewhat of a, a Santa Claus type character, one who provides the space for others to dream, in this case, for Figment and for you. Figment offers a contrast. From the original Abrams book, Walt Disney's Epcot, we read, quote, Figment is a spontaneous creature, full of energy and childlike wonderment. He is an ever-receptive sponge, soaking up everything he sees around him. Having never been told by an adult that he's incapable of doing this or that, he thinks he can do anything, and he's not far from wrong, end of quote. Can I imagine too? Figment, Figment asks. Dreamfinder responds, of course, imagination belongs to everyone. Well, they both ride along in this segment, collecting ideas in the Dreamcatcher. Here they gather notes for melodies, letters for writing, costumes, rainbows for coloring, gyroscopes and magnetisms. Everything that can lead to new and imaginative works is gathered. Now, as we go through this, I want you to think about yourself. What are the key points that each of these sections are making? In this phase, we're saying essentially this. To be imaginative, it's essential to gather ideas. In fact, we should be intentional in gathering those ideas. We should look for new ideas from different places, seek out diverse ideas. Like Figment, we should be childlike in seeing the possibilities of new ideas. And like Dreamfinder, we should draw on our own wisdom in utilizing our imagination. Well, as we sail along there with Dreamfinder and Figment, a bell rings, indicating that the idea bag is full and it's time to unload the ideas in the Dreamport. That's our next section, the Dreamport. Guests move on with Dreamfinder and Figment and enter the Dreamport, which is probably the smaller segment of this entire attraction. The Dreamport storeroom is a vast, busy place. It kind of represents our brain. The dream catcher's bag is unloaded and sort of scrubbed in a boiler-style washing machine known as the Imaginometer. Supposedly, we are weighing our ideas as to their components. In this space, elements or ideas are thrown into different compartments for storage. Color is put into a pigment mixing machine. A diving bell is available for deep thoughts and a box of childish delight can also be found. There are file cabinets which hold a range of different sound effects. Theatrical material is held in a big trunk equipped with applauding hands. A bank holds fog, i.e. a fog bank, and musical notes are tweeting while stuffed in an oversized birdcage. Know that the Dreamport is never far away when you use your imagination. All these ideas reside until your brain is ready to use them. The thought here is, do you hold on to good ideas that you gather? If so, how do you do it intentionally? How do you organize them? Remember that good ideas are only as good as your ability to recall them when you need them. From the dream point, 
we have an opportunity to move out and apply these ideas to several different realms. Let's go through each of them. The first is known as a work of art. And in each of these locales, these ideas are being translated, rearranged, and they merge as new ideas and thoughts. In a work of art, we find Dreamfinder holding a fiber optic brush. He lays out color onto a massive mural of nature with colors changing back and forth. And from there, you proceed to a white canvas. It's a room full of imagery, almost like an elaborate paper sculpture. Here, there is an opportunity to add color through prisms. At the center is a carousel of origami animals, and Figment, with a colorful apron, applies paint from a pot of rainbows. In our next segment, we see the Dreamfinder is playing a massive organ with words that are coming out of it. All these words are leading to a tale of fright. It's a room full of mystery and darkness. Figment holds blocks which go back and forth with the words cat to bat. And the tone here is dark and mysterious. Books abound with titles like troll, dragons, and serpents. Figment tries to hold back one book, a massive book that's about monsters. In our next segment, we go to the performing arts. Here Figment is trying on different costumes backstage while Dreamfinder conducts a laser light show as if he were conducting an orchestra. That's a perfect transition to our next two segments which deal with science and technology. In the science and technology, we ask the question, and what about science, 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 science? <laughs> Here, if you remember, Dreamfinder turns a mechanized dial, uh, kind of a steampunk shaped thing to reveal crystal shapes plants germinating, pyros exploring, pyro exploding, and galaxies beyond. On the screen, Figment explores concepts of gravity, slow motion, and size. In our next segment, we see image technology. Well, that makes sense. It's actually a pavilion sponsored by Kodak. It only makes sense to have some portion dedicated to this. And in this final segment, Dreamfinder unlocks the hidden wonders through celluloid film. Figment is in several scenes with him portraying a, a tap dancer, a mountain climber, scientist, cowboy, and so forth. A digital photo is taken of the guests and is shown up in a follow-up screen. Guests are then invited to Imageworks to try their own hand. If there's a message to be found in this application segment, which is the largest of all the segments, it would be this. Applications for using your imagination can be found everywhere. Imagination can be figurative and literal. Imagination could be applied to the practical and impractical. Artistry and technology enhance each other. In fact, this is really where Disney achieves its greatest rights, when they put hand in glove artistry and technology. And you see all this played out in a terrific uh, video that we've posted on our show notes. So definitely check this out. But you'll see how all three segments, whether it is flight into imagination, whether it is the dream port, or whether it is application, all of these different segments have messages about imagination at work. Speaking of examples of imagination at work, 
let me share with you a couple of stories that tie into this pavilion originally and play out those three segments. Probably one of the best examples of application was the original attraction itself. After Tony Baxter built Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland and later at Walt Disney World, he labored to develop other ideas for the space behind the roller coaster at Disneyland. This overall project was called Discovery Bay, and I remember seeing it showcased on, on the, I think it was called Showcase, on the corner of Main Street across from the Emporium. This image of a Hyperion blimp standing in a barn was so fascinating to me. I loved what the possibilities were with this, um, with this attraction, which really was based on Disney's Island at the Top of the World. I don't know if you're familiar with that film. It's a Jules Verne novel that uh, is quite, uh, um, quite cool. Unfortunately, the film just wasn't too successful and thus the attraction never did get developed. But it did come to life when uh, Tony Baxter later built Discoveryland in Disneyland Paris. And in fact, we show a picture of the Hyperion balloon in a more um, unique um, futuristic style barn in Discoveryland at Disneyland Paris. Moreover, there was also another show for Discoveryland that uh, Tony had imagined. He saw the potential of a show using the Carousel of Progress Theater where a Professor Marvel, as he would title it, would do a musical showcase that included his cohort, a dragon. Uh, this one was actually green. This too did not get built, but at Disney, ideas never die. Imagineering is probably the world's most amazing dream port because eventually, he, even though he had stored these ideas in Imagineering's Dreamport, he was able to reapply them into what would become Journey to Imagination. If you're not familiar with the timetable here, as Epcot got built, Kodak was one of the last to get on board. And so it was really um, needful to move forward that pavilion as quickly as possible. It didn't open fully on time. It opened uh, later. But making that a reality required them drawing on ideas that they had already thought of. And those ideas came out of that original Discovery Bay. So you can see how new ideas that come up get stored only to be reapplied differently later. It's a great example of how imagination works. In another instance that shows the power of collecting ideas from wherever and whenever, Tony Baxter talks about watching Magnum P.I. on television. I don't know if you remember that kind of detective show way back in the, uh, in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. On that show, Magnum, for whatever reason, had a goat that was eating the butler's garden, and the butler's name was Higgins. Higgins uh, started complaining, telling, um, that some, telling Magnum that uh, something was, you know, eating uh, vegetables out of his garden. Magnum told them, uh, it's just a figment of your imagination. With that, Higgins then held up a ruined plant and cried, figments don't eat grass. Watching that show one night 
gave a eureka moment to Tony Baxter, who realized that would be a great name for this little dragon that we're creating for Journey into Imagination. And so it was. Again, a spark of imagination can do amazing things. You know, I mentioned earlier that imagination was, uh, the whole pavilion was sponsored by Kodak. Most people don't remember um, that one of the final activities of that attraction was to have your picture taken digitally. And then immediately it was put up on a screen. Now, this was an amazing innovation. One that we like take for granted today as we do selfies. But in 1983, this was pretty amazing stuff. Now, as the sponsor of the attraction, Kodak had long been the center providing consumer cameras and film. And Kodak wanted to be the sponsor for Disney. Well, heaven knows, one, if you are not familiar, one out of every 20 photos printed on Kodak film was actually taken at a Disney theme park. And so Kodak wanted to become a sponsor. They wanted to become part of this. And certainly they saw the possibility of selling what? Film. And as you note, uh, and uh, in the early days of the parks, when you entered on the right side of every park you entered, what was there? A Kodak camera shop where they would sell you film or batteries or even rent cameras out to you. Well, film was important at Kodak. Obviously, it was their product that they made. And uh, they not only sold it to tourists and guests coming to Disney parks, they sold it to Disney and every other major motion picture because they created the film that would run, uh, you know, movies and so forth. But uh, maintaining the position of being the king of film became increasingly difficult in years to come. As technology created a digital world, the role of film became more and more obsolete. As such changes occurred, Kodak themselves had to think maybe outside the camera lens. Is Kodak about film or is it about something else? If you're only about film, you might not prosper long-term. Is Kodak about film or creating memories? You know the song, making memories, making memories. Taking pictures is making memories. That song by the Sherman Brothers was also another song used for the Journey into Imagination Pavilion. If making memories is what matters, then Kodak uh, could per perhaps stay more relevant to their ability to create memories. Uh, but if they lean back to being only about film, well, how do you prosper long-term? Competitor Polaroid struggled with the same premise. They banked on a picture that could be taken instantly on film. And so they didn't really go into the digital business. And they suffered enormously as a result of it. Many organizations suffer when they don't blend innovation and imagination together. So looking at all of this, what are, the, what are the souvenirs for you? What are the things you can take home from this entire experience? Ask yourself, how are we gathering up ideas? Where are we going to get those ideas, to gather them? Are we getting enough ideas? 
Is there enough diversity in the ideas we are capturing? What element in us allows us to be childlike in seeing new possibilities? What aspect in us draws wisdom from experience in utilizing our imagination? Do we hold on to good ideas? If so, how do we do that intentionally? How do we recall good ideas when we need them? How do we apply imagination to all aspects of our life? Our job, our personal life, at home or abroad? What are the practical and impractical applications for being imaginative? And how can we combine art and technology to imagine greater possibilities? That's at the heart of journey into imagination. Now, I suppose I should give uh, an afterword to journey into imagination. Um, as the millennium came about, um, Disney sought out Kodak to see if they wanted to update their pavilion. Um, for those of us who think longingly of journey into imagination, uh, the reality of it was, is it was, there were some problems that needed to be addressed. The very innovative uh, use of Omnimover vehicles moving in, in a foursome pack uh, going through, I mean, if you imagine what it involves for you and I to get on board the Carousel of Progress and ride it. Imagine putting ride vehicles on a Carousel of Progress because that's where we met uh, Dreamfinder and Figment um, on their Dreamcatcher. This was technologically very, very difficult to achieve and it always seemed to have problems. There always seemed to be moments where things were slowing down and not really moving in tempo. And I have to say that as you got further and further and further into the story, I found it a little bit lacking. I, I didn't care for all the puppetry moments of Figman climbing a mountain or tap dancing. It just looked green, uh, screen cheap. Um, I. It, it, and and the digital photo at the end, uh, that was cool initially, but digital photography became a real thing. So really, Disney needed Kodak to put up some money to revamp Journey into Imagination. The problem is, is that when Kodak put up that money, and it wasn't a lot of money, but when Kodak put up that money, uh, Disney went a whole different direction under the Eisner regime. Um, partly because um, the original film, Magic Journeys, had been replaced by Captain EO. But when things weren't looking really good with the whole Michael Jackson and all the problems he was having, they moved into Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which was a great film. And it created this thing called an Imagination Institute. And, and uh, it really was quite clever and quite creative. So the thought was, let's dump Dreamfinder and Figment and put in the Imagination Institute. Well, two problems with that. That uh, was a massive overhaul that they didn't have money or enough money to do. And secondly, it took, it took out a beloved, beloved character. And so moving a couple of more years 
after uh, 9-11, Kodak didn't have money, um, Disney went in and made the changes to Figment to uh, reintroduce some segments with Figment using a very, very small budget. Um, and that whole experience when you write it today is an exploration of the five senses, although you don't really experience taste and you really don't experience touch. So two out of the five don't show up and it lacks. It just simply lacks. Plus it's a shorter ride. It's, there's so many things that went wrong. Now where the journey into imagination goes next, I don't know. But I could tell you this. If you're going to succeed with that attraction, you need to follow the blueprint that was shown in the original. You need to come up with new and great and clever ideas. You need to store those ideas and then you need to draw on them using the best of art and technology. That's the only way you're going to truly come up with a great creative uh, new experience. We'll see as the days go ahead. I hope somehow we never lose Figment, but I especially hope that we never lose our opportunity to draw on imagination. Thanks so much for joining us for this uh, third installment of Disney Dragon Week. We still got two more to come and so join us. We're going to uh, head to some other locations to experience other dragons. So join us and we hope that uh, you'll be with us. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast so you're notified when it comes. And, uh, and please check out our DisneyAtWork.com and DisneyAtPlay.com sites. Uh, we have lots to show. If you're an organization that wants to build out their imagination, wants to build out their guest experience, want to build out their leadership, we have great programs for you. And so go to DisneyAtWork.com. You'll see that we have a global tour of Disney parks where we invite you to come join us and we talk these stories, we share these ideas, and most important, we apply them back to your business, to your organization. So it's a unique um, business journey that you get to take and we invite you to check that out and come join us because we have, and if you want, we can bring these same kinds of messages out to your organization. We do workshops and keynotes and seminars and so forth. Um, so contact us, let us know. We're happy to bring imagination to your doorstep. This is it. We appreciate you being with us today. And remember, in all that you do, whether it's at work or play, follow the compass of your heart. <laughs>